it takes a special level of pettiness to make a banner for a fake championship. See, I was all about cheering for UCF, and, but now I will I will tear down their fake dynasty of zero championships <laughs> because <laughs> Scott Frost is in Nebraska, and I will do everything to defame. How mad are you going to be? The history of Nebraska. And I'm not even trying to be like facetious and say like it's going to be like an 11 win season, 10 win season, whatever. But, but how mad are you going to feel if, when, if, when, not if, when, I say if for the Big Ten West, but when, you know, Nebraska finally gets back to a bowl game, how petty are you going to be? Especially if they're like six and six. And say they win and they go seven and six. I'm on record saying that they will make a bowl game at six and six because of their fan base. They will. No, I They got to get six wins first. But you're just... Maybe you're, in year three. What do you... Why does Scott Frost live rent-free in your brain? He doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. It's just being think, around Nebraska fans. I don't know, Paul. I think you talk about Nebraska is more than I do. Is it living rent-free when I'm looking at someone with a big N on their hat? This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Back of my hat, Paul. <laughs> I'm wearing a backwards cap. Um, how was Christmas, by the way? Christmas was outstanding. I had a great Christmas. That's nice. Saw family. Still have another Christmas to go. Thank you. How about you, Brandon? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I did. I still have to go to Davenport this weekend, too. So. Yeah, my, mom, my mom's family, uh, we're doing Christmas uh, next weekend, the f- January 4th. So I got to hang out with the in-laws and... Uh, Got uh, my usual gift that I get from my my mother in law: the underwear, the socks, candy, outstanding stuff that I want. <laughs> Food and clothing—that's all I want as an adult. That's what's sad about Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas <laughs> for the Christmas week edition of the Loud Sports Podcast. I just gonna—I was gonna tell you this because I—I I don't know what the future holds, but I'm going to get an ugly sweater, Hanukkah sweater. Just for Simon. For him or for you to wear? Well, for me to wear. But, you know, solidarity, you know. <laughs> please, please do. I can cut that out if you want. And welcome to the Loud Sports <laughs> Podcast for Christmas week. NFL Week 17. So sad. I'm Paul Rubidoux with Jake Williams. Hey. And Brandon Plecker. Hey, guys. We're here with Bowl Mania. Jake, you are our resident official of Bowl Mania. All right, now I'm going to have to. Uh, I have my sheet of papers over there. I gotta grab that. But before the games that were played on December 26th, the current standings were Paul and Brandon were tied at six wins, five losses. Oh, and I am. Because I picked Miami. Well, this was before the Miami thing. Oh, it's gonna right. get worse. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, my record's going to look bad too, but somehow I thought I could beat Paul in this because I was like, I know more about college football than him. Maybe he was onto something because you got all those Mac picks you had worked all of them. Yeah. I missed all the Mac games and, and that's, I tweeted about it. Never bet against the Mac. See you, you hate on the Mac all year and the incredible Maction on a Tuesday night. And then their bowls on a Tuesday and they came ready. Okay. <laughs> all season. Brought 
the receipts. They've been preparing for this moment all year. Yes, that is the secret of the Mac scheduling, and I love it. All right, uh, another th- quick note before I run and grab the papers and look at them. You missed the Marshall pick, so Brandon and I both had UCF. Um, yeah, I kind of rebounded because I went two and zero, and then I won the Hawaii Bowl one, and I picked. I believe I picked Pittsburgh in the, in the Quick Lane Bowl, which the Quick Lane Bowl is what I love about bowl games because it was a back and forth game. It was crazy. There was one point where Pitt had a penalty where. It was a personal foul on like four of their defensive players. Like he was just listing off a num like a bunch of numbers, and it reminded me of like uh, the longest yard remake when uh oh no no the replacements it was the replacements when they all beat up the other team and then he's like uh, penalty on uh, fifty five four uh, uh sixteen uh, thir- <laughs> that's what it seemed like and then the game ends at the ending the Eastern Michigan's quarterback gets sacked and then. I don't know what the pit player said to him, but it pissed him off. He turns around and he doesn't. They say he threw a punch. It was like an open-handed slap to the guy's helmet, which again blows my mind that players think that will at all hurt the other guy. And then, well, we're making helmets to prevent right concussions. It is literally designed to protect like, your head. I'm a head slap him. <laughs> yeah, well, like shut I'm, up. Like I'm Deacon Jones. <laughs> if, yeah. Punch lower. Punch where the shoulder pads in. Punch them in the gut if you're going to punch them. You know? Don't slap them in the helmet. And then an, uh, another pit player comes over. Two other pit players come over. Because, you know, you got you to gotta take care of your teammates. Can't let that happen. Right. As they're coming up, he goes to slap another pit player. But while he's doing it, a ref comes in to break them up. And he straight up slaps the referee. <laughs> and then the referee does an NF, uh, NFL, NBA-style flop. Like, he gets hit, oh. and just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, and he was already in the process of throwing the flag. So as he gets hit, the flag just flies everywhere. And he, it was just, it was glorious. And I was like, that is what bowl season is. Just really weird, stupid stuff happening. And uh, it's much better than the walk-on Independence Bowl, where Miami lost 14 to nothing to Louisiana Tech. That was a game where, I mean... It seemed like Louisiana Tech played exactly the game that they wanted to play the entire game. And just, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna try to punch in the mouth and run out the clock. For four quarters. <laughs> it actually worked. It was extremely boring. <laughs> it was fourteen to nothing. Extremely boring. Uh Tate Martell is as advertised, he's garbage. Uh he was friggin' As advertised. Yeah, he's garbage. They uh, advertise him as being bad. No, I I was saying I advertise him as being oh, okay. bad because he couldn't cut it at what three Division One programs now. <sighs> Last chance, you. I'm uh, doing some quick additions here. Yes, we all had Miami, so we all lost lost that one. Paul, you had Pitt, so you are right. Ding ding ding. I had Pitt. Hey, we all had Pitt, so we all went one and one. And I will update them by the time this posts. So I'm having more fun watching the bowl games because I just don't want. I can handle Brandon beating me, because <laughs> he's probably going to win PTP, primetime picks, but I can't let you beat me. I got to win something. Yeah, I got to say, I was... Nebraska's um, su- not in a bowl game. I got to win something. I was surprised at my rabbit-like start in the college football, st- or in the bowl game standings here. 
because when it came to bowl mania, I knew, you know, I've always cared more about the NFL than college football as a whole. And so, Oh, a six and six versus seven and five. I'll flip, I'll flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy. So to update the standings right now, as I look at these, Paul is seven and six. Brandon is seven and six, and I am five and eight. So, I mean, I could catch up, but it's gonna it's gonna take some us having separate picks, and we actually have very similar picks. Big ones coming up as this posts. Uh, all of us have North Carolina, Michigan against Michigan. Nope, take that back. They're not playing each other. All of, uh, you know what? We'll save this for later because <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong bowl games. I got a lot in front of me. Well, later today, a very important bowl game, the one that we have to do predictions, a little, a little opposition research talk. We have Hawkeyes in San Diego against USC. I think Iowa has a really good chance to win this game. USC is not. I don't. Who is this team? Because some there's sometimes I've seen them and they looked really good. They beat Utah, but then yeah, who's Utah? Uh, <laughs> but there's just been parts where they just haven't looked. This isn't you know the same USC team we're used to. They're not the usual blue blood USC we're used to. Uh, so I, I like I like Iowa's chances, but I don't know. I think that USC being in California, I think has a little bit of an advantage here. Brandon. I mean, USC is gonna try and throw the ball all over the all over the field. Comes so just, down to what I was pass to, rush. Yeah, it comes does. down to yeah, pass rush and then not allowing big plays, which are both strengths for Iowa when you're playing the pass defense. So I expect I don't expect it to be a very high scoring game. I expect I expect you, if USC is patient enough, then they'll have they'll have a chance. But I expect Iowa to be able to stop those 15, 20 yard plays and then. That, control the tempo yeah, with a freshman quarterback for USC. I mean, making sure that he stays patient is not easy for a coaching staff. So oh. I think that's the difference. Well, yeah, and Iowa's got such a good pass rush. It's going to be really hard for USC to really, like you said, run the offense that they want to run. And yeah, I don't know if they have the patience. <laughs> I mean, Iowa's a top five defense in the country for a reason. Yeah. Especially uh, AJ Epinesa. I'm like, that guy, that guy gives me nightmares. Will he (laughs) be the second Iowa player to on field say, yeah, I'm uh, going pro? Uh, I mean, I doubt it. He doesn't talk much outside. Nobody ever really does. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember who the only guy is to ever do that for Iowa after being named Bowl MVP? Probably Claiborne. Oh, no, Sean Green. Okay. Yeah, right in the mic. He was like, "Yeah, are 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 you thinking you're gonna go to the draft? It's a great point. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be going pro after today. <laughs> Woo! I think uh, what Kittle is probably the most outspoken player. Oh, now, yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I, I never heard about him being like how he he's he's the new Gronk is what he is. He's having fun. Yeah, he's filled. He's filled a need. Yeah. Well, Gronk of. is gone, so now we have to make a new one, and it's George Kittle. But he's like the only one I can think of that is like that. But he wasn't like that. Well, we know who P- Kittle will pick, but we have to do our picks. Well, you both went with the Hawkeyes. I went with the Trojans, and now against the spread today. I, I still think that USC. I. I 
It's hard because I I see where you're coming from. The the spread is two for two even. Iowa. Oh, okay, two. I had two Iowa and a two. half. So it's pretty much a pick 'em at this point. Um, I I gotta I gotta because I don't want to change <laughs> mostly because I don't want to do extra work and change the bowl mania standings. I'm gonna go with USC. Home field advantage. That's the only thing I could give USC over Iowa. Plus two points. I gotta go to yeah. I gotta I gotta stick with Iowa there. I think it's gonna be a a tempo game, and I think maybe not. I think I, Iowa doesn't have a good history of going out west to face west opponents, but they do have a good history of controlling the tempo and the pace of play against an out of conference team. Like that's been one of their strengths against the Matt Campbell Iowa State teams the past few years is that we say, oh, Iowa State tried to play Iowa football. No, well, Iowa just played great Iowa football. And I'd see them doing that today as well. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I think I think Iowa's D I don't I don't see USC being able to score a whole lot. And I think that Iowa's run game with those young guys you know with uh Goodson running running the ball, I, I expect them to to win by definitely by more than two points. Well, we were just saying a few weeks ago, Urban Meyer might be going to USC. I mean, this is not a team with a lot of stability and forward projection right now. Yeah, and I could also see an advantage going to Iowa because for them to have, because this will be, if they win, it'll be the 10th, or no, the 6th 10-win season under Kurt Ferentz. So I feel like that's a big deal, and it'll be the third, I think, yeah, third straight bowl victory if they win are the stats I, I remember seeing. So I, I can understand all those, but I don't know. It's just I think the fact that they clept, it clept, they kept their coach and they want to stick with them, I think, would motivate players as well for USC. Like I said, though, it's just it's such an up-and-down toss-up kind of thing. Right. Holiday Bowl, one of my favorite bowl games, actually. Why is that? I just have fond memory. Like, there's there's always been like really crazy games. And it used to be Pac-10 versus Big 12, and now they kind of just anybody from the Pac-12 and pretty much anybody else to fill it. I just wish that we I could get rid you. of the affiliations completely. Other, other than the New Year's Six, everybody should bid. I yeah. agree. I totally well, the agree. The bowl picks. It has nothing to do with the teams. The bowls who picks the teams. Yeah, I know, the but they, they, they've, they have like a locked-in thing where it's like ACC. Well, that's, their own, that's their own personal decision. Right. So oh, I thought that you, was you'd have contracts. To... I thought like the ACC had a certain contract with this bowl. So well, I, they're, the ones I who, they're the ones who make the bids. The bowls make the bids. It has nothing to do with the teams. They just get whoever they can get. Well. That's the idea. Yeah. I don't, and, and, and some bowls get first pick. That's how right. they Higher get the priority. Teams. Yeah. I do prefer the, but I do like the like tradition of, and it always hasn't been this way. But I like the tradition of the Rose Bowl being Big Ten versus Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And tomorrow, Cyclones fighting Irish in the Camping World Bowl. Iowa State cannot start slow at all in this game. Besides maybe Iowa, this is probably going to be the best defensive front that Iowa State has faced. And with Julian Good-Jones, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's not going to play tomorrow. So we're down one starting lineman. 
this could that could be a, a potential big swing. And Iowa State might be a little more bound for big plays to win this game and otherwise be out. They can't, but my thing is they can't rely on that offensively. And they, they can't get into their usual mode where they start slow and then they become, they're much stronger in the second half. It's fine to be a second-half team. It's great to finish. Believe me, I wish my team knew how to do that. But I feel like Notre Dame's too good to do that, to, to have a slow start and then try and come back and win, uh, especially when you're going up against uh, Eason, who is, I think it's Jacob Eason, right? Ian Book. Ian Book. I thought Jacob Eason was the starter. No, he's at Washington. Oh, yeah. Wow. Moved again. He moved again. <laughs> uh, Ian Book, yeah, Jesse, you're right. Uh, he's incredibly accurate, and he's a very good quarterback. And I, I think Iowa State's defense is so good, I think they can play with anybody defensively. It's just that offense that bothers me. It feels like that offense is so bipolar over the season. The line is Notre Dame 3.5 is what I just grabbed off Bleacher Report. Um, I'm definitely taking Iowa State on that. I mean. I've already put my pick in for winner of the game, but even Notre Dame plus three and a half, I would definitely take Iowa State. You should incorporate the uh, college football playoff because it's tomorrow. Incorporate that in your Fat Five. Just thinking. Ooh. Because yeah. I think I think Ohio State is favored. I think the line is it might be Ohio State two. I think no, actually, it might be Ohio State minus two. I think I think they're favored. That could be better than these toss up. NFL games in week 17 where the Ravens are sitting people so the Steelers are favored and who's given up and who yeah. hasn't and who has still implications. Brandon, you have uh, anything to say about the camping world bowl? I mean, I would say if Notre Dame comes to play, I think they're more talented than Iowa State, so I would expect them to win yeah. based on that, but I think I would I think Iowa State will win because I think they they will want it more. And they will. Yeah. It, it matters a little bit more to Iowa State than it does to Notre Dame. Also, I got it. I got it real quick. Catholics versus cornfields. I hate it, and the reason I hate it is you can't have somebody go up against a farmland. All right, it just doesn't make sense. Are you sense. serious? Catholics versus combines. I think is funnier, better personally. But or I like what you said. Catholics versus corn fed. Yeah. That makes, makes more, more sense. about the people. Right, than a cornfield. But also, did you see, I think maybe you, you might have retweeted or liked it, but did you see that Notre Dame guy making fun of that dad who got that shirt? And I was like, you really going to be this petty about something? Yeah. He's like, goodness gracious. And that's the thing. I think, I think the Notre Dame fans probably care more about this than the players because the fans are just talking trash on Iowa State people. And it's like, why are you attacking People from Iowa. It's because they feel disrespected. I, I, you, look, Notre Dame, you've had your chances. You've played in the national championship. You've played in the college football playoff. You got steamrolled in both of them, Notre Dame. You've had your chances. Get over it. Paul, what are we talking about next? I'm, I'm fired up. Well, we're going to keep it on some Hawkeye and Cyclone talk because there's no Nebraska game upcoming <laughs> to go over. Ugh. <sighs> On to this is why I need bowl mania. This is all I have left. My yeah. team's not in a bowl game. I've been terrible at primetime picks. Have you been getting into the Timberwolves yet? 
And I still got to wait uh, 45 days for the XFL. It's upsetting me. Well, last week we had early signing period and signing day for college football. And a lot of flurrying activity in Iowa and Nebraska. And some stuff to go over there. First off for Iowa State, according to 24-7 Sports, the 43rd ranked recruiting class and some big in-state um, players. Hunter Decker is a quarterback from West Sioux High School, number four in-state prospect in the state, Mr. Football. And he picked Iowa State. And it was very interesting because there's another, I think, maybe from Texas, there's another quarterback that signed with Iowa State. Two guys coming in the same year. Um, so I wonder how that was sold to them individually and what their plans for are the future. I mean, going forward, will one redshirt? Will they both just stay in the same class? Will somebody change positions or be used differently? We'll see. And I have not gone to any high school football games this year. I know Jake has. Um, have you been to any Centennial games? Uh, no, I never, I've never been to Centennial, but... I have heard a lot about um, how they're very talented. <laughs> they're very good, not only football team, but a very good basketball team. Like they have a lot of athletes at that school. Well, he is six foot five, two hundred and seventy pounds as a high school senior, and with some departures coming on the Iowa State offensive line, he could be playing right away in the fall. Somebody else that's probably going to be playing right away is Latrell Bankston, who is a top five JUCO defensive tackle from Hutchinson, Kansas Community College. He chose Iowa State over Boise State, Kansas State, and Arkansas. You know what's something I was looking into this for the recruiting? Is it I? How do you feel about early signing day? Like I don't know if I like them signing this early. Just because of all the teams that are in bowl games, it's kind of hard for them. But uh, how do you feel about that? Should, should we keep it in February? Should we still have the early sign? Like, could we do both? Like they've already we're already doing? Or I don't know. I kind of I like having a a big day like to like it was. It it was a little. It made me a little nervous that right before this the signing day, um. Xavier Hutchinson, who's a junior college receiver who had verbally committed to Iowa State, was offered a scholarship to Georgia. And he stuck with Iowa State a few days later, which uh, we weren't certain was going to happen, actually. So I don't know. I, I would have to look into it a little more and see how it affects the teams. But Brandon, what do you think of the signing period? I mean, I don't see why it, it, the coaches are doing their thing. It doesn't matter when they sign. I don't see a problem with it. I guess they've been talking to them all year long, anyway. And you have a separate. I guess you have a you have a whole you have a whole you have a separate still. coach too yeah. to go out and do that for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because I wonder how that works school wise for them and how they can adjust to that because sometimes they because i always thought the early signing that they were going to come there early and get there early but that's not the case anymore but i right. always thought it was all right well those are the the big names for iowa state how about for huskers and hawkeyes guys who wants to be next i 
will talk about how great Nebraska did in the state of Florida. Why is that, Jake? Well, first off, well, I'd also like to point out Nebraska ranked 18th nationally, top 20. Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, fourth in the Big Ten, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, the big get that they got was Keyshawn Green, an outside linebacker from Wakala in Florida, flipped from Florida State. And uh, that's actually a good grab for them. He was the 16th uh, outside linebacker nationally and 36th in Florida, which says a lot about that state if he's 16th nationally and 36th in the state. Um, Yeah, this would be big for the black shirts because I think that is a big area that needs to be filled is the outside linebacker. And I think he could... He's he's a very pretty athletic guy. I mean, he he's got. I thought I had the height and weight on here, but I don't. He he's a he's a good sized guy, and he can help in coverage. And I think that's what's going to help them too is not only being a good run stopper, being able to get you know cover those tight ends, cover the running backs, things like that. Does he have bad grades? <laughs> Why are there character issues with this guy? What I gotta say, I mean, it seems like from from his numbers here it seems like he's going to be contributing to a a power five school at a very high level and the two options that are highest are the floundering programs of nebraska and fsu you gotta stop that i mean miami made a bowl game dude i think florida state did too they did, actually, yeah. Well, okay. One of those teams had one coach oh, for the uh, season. It's a lot easier to win in the ACC than the Big Ten. Thank you very much. Either way, that kind of jumps <laughs> out at me. We just spent time talking about how bad the ACC is. It's, that's like, it's like a trade from, from the Lions to the Bengals. Do you really care? I do. <laughs> if you're a fan, yeah. Yeah, I care. Uh, other <laughs> Who big, else do we got? Other grabs... Uh, which it's funny that you bring up Miami because Nebraska not only flipped and stole from uh, Florida State, they also stole from Miami. They stole Marcus Fleming, a wide receiver from uh, Miami Northwestern, which is a school, and they also got uh, Jaden Francois from South Dade. I, mentioned, I, only, I brought those up to mention those because these were local kids that Nebraska stole away from Miami. And I the is that qu- what you want your program to be known for? <laughs> also, there's uh, Alante Brown is another receiver that they picked up from Florida. But the funny thing is, is some there was a guy who was talking about recruit. I, th- I don't know if he was actually he could have been a part of the media. I can't remember. But there was a tweet that said they flipped on Miami to go to a floundering Nebraska team. What have they done? <laughs> what have they done? Not necessarily. Fl- I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but something to that level, right? And then somebody tweeted about that yesterday because it's like, what has Nebraska done? Really, Miami? You just lost 14 to nothing. Granted, they did get to a bowl game. I'll give them that. They were 6-6. Six and six, They did get to a bowl game. Which Nebraska hasn't done since. You know who else they lost to this season? Not, not just Louisiana Tech. They also lost to FIU. An FI, not a very good FIU team. So, Miami... Yes, you got a bowl game. You have that over Nebraska, but is it, what have you done lately? It makes that me is laugh. that is your third degree of de- defending Nebraska what? was defending <laughs> Miami's schedule. Is Here, what you just here's, did. Here's what Miami <laughs> to defend. Here's why where Miami is as a school. I know it's funny, Brandon. I'm, I'm messing around. I I just I've always wanted to make fun of Miami on this podcast. 
Here's where they are at the school. Their biggest contribution to the sport of college football in the last few years is the sideline gimmicks. That's all they've contributed. They were, quote, air quotes, back when the Mark chain, Rick was there. The chain was cool. Then they get a guy, they, they have this defensive coordinator they're like, he runs off to Temple. They're like, wait, come back. And then he comes back and they're six and six. Accept it, Miami. Nebraska, I, yeah, that's also crazy too to think. Why would you pick Lincoln, Nebraska over Miami, Florida? <laughs> that's just, uh. Actually, no, the last few days have been nice in Iowa. I wonder what it's like in Nebraska. Uh, that's all I have for recruiting. I think Nebraska, they, did, they really didn't miss on who they wanted. Uh, you can see the focus is to continue and try and implement the system that Frost wants offensively. I wonder how good these guys are catching backward <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage passes. I bet they're really good at that because that seems to be, man. That's the go-to. That's the film. That First is... down, backwards pass, loss of three yards. What, second, what, How's his bubble ability? <laughs> Is what they watch for recruits. I was so mad because the one time I tweeted about that uh, against in the Iowa game, where I said first down loss of yardage, second down two yard gain up the middle, third down incomplete pass, fourth down punt. They actually scored a touchdown <laughs> next drive, but yeah, we'll see how good they are at catching bubble screens for uh, the Huskers. Brandon, what do you got? Well, I think. Uh... Iowa's two two best recruits were defensive ends, one out of Iowa and one out of the state of Indiana. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's an number, embarrassment of riches. Number one. Uh, the worst. We didn't the number, talk number any crap on Number 10 defensive end in the country recruit for this year and the number one in Iowa uh, out of Council Bluffs and then the number 19 defensive end and number two out of in, number two out of the state of Indiana coming for next year so we can replace, hopefully replace Epinesa on that defensive line. That's with the assumption he's leaving. Yeah, I mean, if he, I, if he, if he likes to stay, Epinesa was our leading sacker last year when he didn't even start, so. <laughs> good God. They, you know, yeah. But that's the thing is, like, he's so, he's, he's so good now. Why not just. They bring, yeah, I, I mean, I expect stock's at an all-time high, get your money. Don't do what Claiborne did. Yeah. Claiborne hurt himself bad by staying for the final year. You can you can always get your degree. You can always get your degree, um, but you have one chance to make the most money you can. I'm laughing because I'm looking ahead at the NFL rundown. And first up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Texans. He's not there yet, guys. I, I double-checked. He will be. Jameis Winston's touchdown intercept. Yeah, he will be. It's a, a touchdown interception ratio is currently thirty-one touchdowns, twenty-eight interceptions. Oh, it's it, money in the bank. Yeah, they, I, I got. Mean, I got to know. Unless they have to sit him for him not to get to thirty. What oh, is he's absolutely getting what to is 30. the bet for him to get two interceptions? He hasn't thrown. He's thrown five interceptions or over four like three times this year. So you're saying that after the first and, drive, and he only has to throw one interception? And yeah, and, he's guaranteed and, one. And and that's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. He'll throw. They kept winning. <laughs> he was throwing four four interceptions. Because he doesn't care. I mean, you, you, he's a gunslinger. He just keeps. He doesn't care. He doesn't why worry do you even, about that. Why stuff. do you even pay a punter? Yeah, I mean, you might as well just go broke, for it every time. He, uh, honestly, he, had, he was playing with a broken thumb too. I think. Seriously, the Buccaneers are so close to just saying, "We're going for four. Paul, every, every time. Every time. Paul, let and Brandon. 
I want to explain this to you right now. Saturday, before the game even kicked off, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were like, look, yes, he's throwing out a lot of interceptions, but he's throwing a lot of touchdowns. We're a lot better shaped than we expected to be at the season. It's, you know, at the time they were seven and seven, now they're seven and eight. But <laughs> they go, you know what, Jameis, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring you back. We're gonna bring you back, tag you, bring you back in. How does Jameis celebrate? Throws three interceptions <laughs> in the first quarter. <laughs> in the, in the first, yes, and one of them was a pick six. His first pass was a touchdown to the other team. So, just how he started his career. And and he just watches him. Oh, okay, yeah, it's the best. I love Jameis. Oh, God. And despite all of that, Tampa still could have won that game. They put themselves in position to win that game. And he's so talented, even if the Bucks decide to move on in a year or two, he'll get a job somewhere. He's, he's a, got a very talented arm still. Uh, but that's the problem. so great watching He's so it. frustrating because he's got all the stupid off-the-field issues and... He'll have moments where he looks like he's not even trying. Petty so- larceny, <laughs> sexual assault. I mean, we, we can. Uh, Crab legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he goes on the field and he has these games, yes, where he has like almost. He had back to back games of over 450 yards passing, four touchdowns. But at the same time, he has three interceptions or two interceptions. And it's just like, it's. I don't. I can't do it. I need somebody that's consistently good and kind of boring like Aaron Rodgers. Eat you know? that W, though. I'm just kidding. Aaron Rodgers is a boring. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the right level of boring. I want somebody. I w- you know what? <laughs> he is the right level of boring. I want somebody like Drew Brees, who is consistently really good. Consistently, he's just gonna the be best of all time. Just yeah. <laughs> just throw that out there. That's what we need. Yeah. No, but I mean, well, we, we need, just I, need Drew. I, mean, I just no, want. I'm the, talking about personality wise. I just no. want the most. I want somebody boring. <laughs> he's the most touchdown passes, the most yards in NFL history. I want the guy, guy. with the Michael Jordan level <laughs> chip on his shoulder. With the with with the best precision ever, can I? If I can get that combo, we're golden. The worst part about, and we'll move on because I don't even know where we're going with this. But the, the, the worst part about the Buccaneers Texans game, it was on a Saturday. Granted, it was on NFL Network, which sucked, but they all were. That was the worst. Yeah, it's terrible. So it it was on a Saturday, so more people are watching the Buccaneers, maybe for the first time all season, and that's that's I was like classic Bucks. They As get un- advertised exactly. It's the the Buccaneers. I'll give them credit. When nobody is watching, they're amazing. But when everybody's watching, same old Bucks. It always happens, and uh, yeah, it's it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm, I'm, it's still possible. Eight and eight is still possible. And hold out for it. That's all I can hope for is I've got to be right on one freaking thing on this podcast. Just one. Just one. In the afternoon Saturday game, Patriots twenty four seventeen over the Bills. New England clinches their eleventh straight division championship. I think the Bills care but don't care. I think they they hate the Patriots. And they want to beat them, but they're also like, we're already in the playoffs. What does it matter? Yeah, they knew they were. I mean, yeah, they knew they were in the. Playoffs. I think they would have had, needed the Patriots to lose to the Dolphins to make the playoff or make the win the division anyway. So yeah, I don't think right. it would have been yeah. not a catastrophic loss by any means. Yeah, you know, like a, a last second hail mary hook and ladder that beats Gronk for a touchdown, something <laughs> crazy like that. <laughs> Anything can happen. 
Except the Patriots not winning their division. <laughs> 11 straight. Wow. That's the record. And you know what You know what record they beat? Their own 10 straight from before Tom Brady's broken leg season. They went 10, and then the Dolphins won one in 2008. The Dolphins won the division, and then they've had 11 cents. But the Patriots still made the playoffs that year. They're still 11 and 5. But that's the thing. System. System. You got to work the system. And I... I, I don't know. I'm kind of coming over to Paul's side. I still think Tom Brady's a great quarterback, Hall of Famer, obviously. But I do. I'm starting to go more on your side and be like, he's only got six rings. Be- Not only. But I think a major factor of him having six rings is playing in a garbage division. And it's been a garbage division as long as he's been in the league. I would, I would love to do a deep dive on ranking the quarterbacks not named Tom Brady that have started in the AFC East since Fitzmagic, Sanchez. Would Tom Brady be as successful as he is if he were in in a division that's always competitive? Chad Pennington. Like the AFC West or the NFC North. Those leagues are all, those divisions are always competitive. They're almost always, except for the Lions. (laughs) Is Favre, (laughs) is Brett Favre the second best AFC East quarterback since Tom Brady took over. I was wondering over. how long it would go no, before not you. No, not, not at age 40. Come on, come on. Age 40, Brett Favre, but fumble Mark Sanchez, <laughs> I think are our options here, unless I'm forgetting somebody from 2004. <laughs> the, wait, what? Because I, I checked out as soon as you said Brett Favre. Who, <laughs> who is the next best quarterback to start a game for an AFC East team since Tom Brady took Jimmy over? G. Ooh, that's that's a great answer. That could be the right yeah, answer. But Whatever. he still plays for the Patriots. Yeah, you know what? Pacers. He's not better than Favre at 40. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Brett Favre did some questionable things at that age. And then when he, well, he also uh, went to the NFC Championship game sent, in Minnesota. Yeah, the Minnesota images. year after that, he was very good. But yeah, yeah, he didn't mesh well with the New York media. He kind of had to dip out. I believe the conspiracy theory that Brett Favre intentionally... Got the Vikings all that way to lose that game for them, just to be because he's always been a Packer at heart, you know. Just be like, <laughs> screw you, Minnesota. No, no, it's one hundred percent. The Packers made him spend a year of purgatory <laughs> in the Jets because he wanted to go to the Vikings, and they said, not a chance. <laughs> no, you're going to New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Giants. It's the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> It's the NBA is great at trading a guy to a place he doesn't want to go to. I'm like, so, well, it's just, conspiracy. Just leaving him in Oklahoma City for nothing, <laughs> you know? Uh, and in the night game, 49ers over the Rams, 34-31. Rams put up a fight. And the 49ers once again show some cracks in the armor. Yeah, this, this game uh, is... Ex- this, the, the Seahawks is exciting because it really does mean everything because it's either a one seed or a five seed for whoever wins and loses. So it's exciting. Only for the 49ers. All right, yeah. The 49ers. The Seahawks, Seahawks win. Packers win. Then the Packers are the one seed. The Seahawks can right, be the right, three. Right. The Seahawks could be the – they could be the two if the Saints or the Packers were to lose. Okay. But most likely if the Seahawks win, they're going to be the three because most likely the Saints and the Packers won't lose this week. Have you seen, like, the graphic of the NFC playoff picture? It is insane. Like, I have not seen... Bears like, are out. What else? I mean, move <laughs> well, on. Well, no, I mean, it, just the fact that, like, there's it, a bunch of, like, 11 and... Uh, 11 and three or... 12 like, and three. 12, three and three. 12 and three teams. Yeah, and they, oh, none of them have clinched 
Yeah, so they're all going to be competing to clinch the the home field thing. So like, it's crazy. Isn't that isn't that really funny about the distribution of power in the NFC right now? Is it? The Vikings are breathing down the Packers' neck. The Seahawks are battling the 49ers. Saints are kind of chilling, and then nobody wants the NFC East. (laughs) Nobody does. It's amazing. Oh, God. And then on to Sunday, the Broncos over a Lions in a game of pretty much no implications, except that maybe the Broncos have found their quarterback of the future. Tall, check. Looks good, you know. Check, you know. We, Big arm. Yeah, got to get past the Elway quarterback checklist. Yeah. God, when are they? When are they gonna fire that guy? Oh, uh, uh, never. Are I you know they me? can't. They if will, they fire Elway, like they will burn Mile High. He will. He will be interned <laughs> in a mausoleum underneath the statue of the Bronco. That was. It'd be like if Brett Favre was. Football operations at Green Bay. He will. They, they would never fire him. I'm trying to think of anyone in the world of sports more unfireable than John Elway right now. They, yeah, hard. keep thinking. I, I mean, and you can't say <laughs> Jerry Belichick. Jones because he's an no, owner. Bill he Belichick. It, yeah. Bill Belichick is a good answer. Jason Garrett. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Look on Paul's face. <laughs> Can we talk about the Cowboys? I've been itching to talk about the Cowboys. Where are the Cowboys at? Way at the bottom. Oh yeah, they had the game of the week. <laughs> Number one offense in the NFL, and you can't score a touchdown against the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, I told you the Eagles will be win that game. Seems like they figured things out on the ground and are really moving positively. I just we got their backup. What's his name? New guy. Oh, I don't know. Do you see that Darren Sproles, the guy that's been in the league for 15 seasons yeah. at running back, is finally retiring? I thought he retired a couple of years ago. And Frank Gore is still rocking it. <laughs> He'll be back for 2022. Yeah. yeah. Frank Gore is not even like, wait, we're doing one-year contracts? Like, wait, that's a, <laughs> we can do that? Frank we Gore's, can retire? Frank Gore is trying to sign on three years because I think it helps his like, no, player but, benefits. Uh, well, that, <laughs> and he's just like, all I got to do is get like... 20 yards here, and then I could just move up the rushing stats. Like, oh, look at that. I'm getting closer and closer. Right. Uh, it, it It's just, it is truly remarkable to watch the Cowboys collapse the way that they have. In the, is it, though? Is it remarkable? It is. It is. Remarkable Paul, in the in a in a scheduled way of watching a dying star, Paul, right? It is like, like it is like Oscar bait. Like it a, is like the best movie I've seen. Three and O start, looking good. Even myself said, "Hey, maybe maybe this is the year that they they win the East. They st- maybe get to the NFC Championship." I jokingly said, "Cooper that, looks great." I jokingly said they'd beat New England in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl because it only can be an NFC East team that can beat them. But no, 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 I refrained. I was making jokes about that, and then they played real teams and lost three in a row, and then, then they lose to the. And then G- they lost to the Jets. Lost to the Jets, and then they, you know, they go on a thing where they win a game here, and you think, oh, they're back. Oh, they made Le- Mitch Trubinsky look like a legit quarterback. It was unbelievable the the ride they took us on. Josh Allen ran wild on him, had that weird play where he went to sneak it, fumbled it, recovered it, and then bowled over a guy and got a first down. It's just, it's been amazing watching this dumpster fire. And I got to say, the very least, Cowboys fans, just take, just take solace knowing that you have the most entertaining team in the league. If Steven Jones says, I think I could coach this team, does Jerry fire Jason Garrett? <laughs> 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 uh, 
And that's the other thing, too, is it's like some teams have to pick up the baton of, like, who is the most drama-filled team. The Steelers had it for a while. Got rid of the toxic people, and then they're just like, here you go. Here you go, Dallas. You deal with this now. But who do who? I don't think anybody wants that job. Nobody wants to coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody be like, no, oh, that's the job. It'll, it'll always be it's, taken very it's, quickly, though. It's, it's Cowboys. The, it's the most name. Yeah, it's the biggest name in the league. I mean, the Cowboys, and they're probably the most talented team in the league. They have an incredibly talented incredible. Team. Yeah, but who, look who your boss is. Helicopter dad, Jerry Jones, who exactly is you can, constantly on top. It, of exactly, you can bring back the dynasty. Bring back. The glory that you know, like it, I understand. There's the, a lot of positive. I understand the appeal of it. Like I get it because it, it is it, it's, the Cowboys. There's fans of that team all over the country. It is a huge brand, but it's also like I would not want to work with Jerry Jones because everything you do is under such a big micros- microscope. Obviously not. Jason Garrett's been there for ten years. Would, Obviously it's pretty because Jason pretty Garrett not just that tells big. him what he wants to hear. Would you not want to work for Steve Jobs? No. If Steve Jobs says he's dead. I can't work for Steve, a zombie, Paul. If Steve Jobs came to you and says, I want you to be on my on my executive director's list. I like your potential. Let's work together. I will say that because we were recording on he, a Mac. And he, is a, he is a sociopath and, and incredibly neurotic and hard to deal with. But then also, yeah, you're working for the one of the biggest companies in the world. One of the biggest brands, one of the people that knows what they're so doing when you out do, of anybody. When you do something good, Everybody knows about it. I understand that, but it's also just like I don't know, man. The Cowboys are like the mo- they are the most talked about team in the league, and just like their own season, they have derailed us right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a Cowboys hate podcast, but I I gotta take my jabs at the Cowboys. I don't know why I don't like them. I just don't. And they're probably not going to win their division now because they gave the Eagles the control. In other games that mattered, Baltimore clinched their first ever number one seed, running out the Browns, and then now the Browns have completely given up. I mean, come on. I uh, hold on. Let's let's let's. Paul was right. Yeah. Good job. Sell that. <laughs> Colts dominated the Panthers. Panthers who are interviewing Mike McCarthy apparently, and Christian McCaffrey. Sets the record for most receptions by a running back in a season at 109, and he is looking at Chris Johnson's all-purpose yards record. McCaffrey, since he came into the league, is the second most receptions in the NFL that behind is, Mike Thomas. How is that sustainable? One, get, and, uh, get a couple receivers. And two, <laughs> I got to say, maybe it was because I was just that age of like a wide-eyed 10-year-old really falling in love with the NFL. I thought that we would we would never see Chris Johnson's records be broken. Like nobody's ever as fast as CJ2K. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The guy was like Devin Hester but Where's had hands. <laughs> I think he was from Colorado. Is he? Yeah, I don't know. Cuz I was going to say I could have swore he was a Big 12 guy. But it's incredible what uh, McCaffrey's what been doing. Um especially that he is being Featured in receiving packages. It's Carolina McCaffrey's, man. It's been that way all season. And then if they hire McCarthy, his his career will tank because <laughs> McCarthy has never correctly used a running back besides uh, overweight Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Cheeseburger Eddie. Year. For one year, yeah. He said, oh, I got a power back. Oh, well, uh, let's stop feeding the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he fed himself. Dolphins, oh, come bagels. On, that was... uh, no, let it hang. 
<laughs> the real tank bowl. The the real tank bowl that mattered. Dolphins, Bengals. Bengals secure the number one pick, losing to the Dolphins. <laughs> Who entered the season, I think, looking like the abysmal worst team. Did you and then they traded Drake because he actually had talent. <laughs> yeah, what a what a crazy and Fitzpatrick. What a crazy turnaround. Like and to me that that's a positive sign if you're a Miami fan because it's showing that he knows what he can do and they made plans to get young guys in there and they made plans to get, you know, a bunch of draft picks, but he has a blueprint and and it's going I think in the right direction. And they need to cheer for the Steelers to keep losing. They lost to the Jets. Uh and the Jets now have their first six win season since twenty fifteen. Steelers <laughs> have given their first pick to Miami. So we'll see how that plays out as well. The Saints Does Gase get fired? Because fans really, no. really Oh, he he's just not a likable guy. I think that's just his attitude. His eyes creep me out, man. Um ever since that interview I've been just like freaked out by that guy. I saw something. What is his what is his go to? I'm rich. Yeah, that's <laughs> thank you. What? <laughs> when fans like yeah, like yell, yell at, at him. He just says, "I'm say, rich." Why'd you do this? It's just like I'm rich. It like cares. walks I don't away. Care what you think. That's I'm a rich. good. That's a good comeback. It is something it, like that. It is the ultimate. Like I really don't care about community establishment. You stay, like, you're below me, peasant. Yeah, it's just like whatever, bro. Like I don't even care. I might have this job for four years. <laughs> I will say the uh, about the going back to the Bengals real quick. There was a picture of. I think it's Boomer Eisen. Eisen? I don't know. How to say it's it. Yun. <laughs> it's spelled weird. Anyway, he it, there's a picture of him giving a helmet, a Bengals helmet, to Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, like somebody captioned it, when you get a Christmas gift from someone but you don't really like it, and it, that's what Joe Burrow looks like. Like, oh, thanks. He looks like the. It would be an interesting though because Burrow is from. He's from Ohio. Southeast Ohio. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I guess Cincinnati's in north, northeast, whatever. Yeah. but. Burrow is from Ohio, so it's like the kid in the Christmas story getting the uh, bunny suit, the pink bunny suit. And he's like, uh, "Go, go, put it on." He, he goes and puts on that nasty orange uniform. <laughs> comes do you out. think? Do you think they'll go for Burrow and re- and ha- have him replace Dalton? I think they'll get a quarterback. I don't know if it'll necessarily be Burrow. Yeah, Burrow, Burrow is uh, definitely. Putting himself at the number one spot, though. Or no matter what, no matter what, Andy Dolph, Tua probably Dal- Dolph. Dalton's level of talent left in the tank. They have shown that they're ready to move on because they benched him. So right. no matter what, so the do, Bengals have shown that they're yeah, ready to move my, on. I expect them to take a quarterback with their first. My new thing coach. Is, my thing is, if they get like somebody, say they do get Joe Burrow, are they are they going to? keep him on the bench and have Andy Dalton still be the starter and like I would, I would say that's ideal honestly probably unless yeah, why unless they sit? want unless they plan on keeping them you know they have pretty good skill position players in Cincinnati they just have no no offensive line or defense <laughs> and they've been injured yeah but like like they have Joe Mixon they have Tyler Boyd they have AJ right. Green like they have in guys. the years where they had a, a decent defense you know those were the years where they were 10 and 6 yeah, and then division. lost in the playoffs yeah yeah, yeah. They always lose to the Steelers in the playoffs or just lose to the Steelers it was crazy. lose to anybody it doesn't matter they can't win a playoff like, game I think they had the record for like first round exits no yeah they, under Marvin Lewis <laughs> who was there for 20 years couple, they never won a playoff I, game I don't want to keep derailing but uh, I'll end it with this on the Bengals 
They that the best thing, the funniest thing I ever seen was a couple years ago. Ever seen? Ever saw? A couple years ago when they 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 should have beat the Steelers and they get two personal foul penalties, back to back plays, and just set up the field goal. I'm like, well, that's why Cincinnati. That's why you are where you're at. It's rough. You are who you thought you were. You are like Skyline Chili. I've never had Skyline Chili. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Don't. On to Saints-Titans. Saints won by 10, 38-28. Can't guard Mike. Mike Thomas, 145 receptions with one game to go. And if I were to pose the question to either of you, Jake or Brandon, <clears throat> which receiver you would hate to see on the opposite side of the field from Can't Guard Mike that's available, who would you say that is? Are you talking about the reports that came out this morning? The reports from today that Antonio Brown has working is working out for the Saints. You hate to see it. <laughs> um and it came with the disclaimer, the asterisk that the NFL has already informed the team he is exempt until further notice, even if you yeah. sign him, just FYI. Like this don't, <laughs> don't don't give him shoulder pads. <laughs> This guy's been bashing us on Twitter. He's, he's been there's this investigation going. All this stuff can, that's happened. He can run routes in the practice facility, but don't give him full pads. Yet. And you We're better gonna hold you on. better believe we will not let you have his helmet. <laughs> no, he wouldn't wear it anyway. <laughs> so nobody in in the New Orleans facility has seen those videos of him and his like. <laughs> Was it No White Women 2020 no white women video t- shoot? And the album cover. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I've seen like three different videos of the. It's. Man, I really. How got, much are they paying we, the women in <laughs> to we, stand there? We have to do an NFL like year in review. And I want to dedicate so much time to the saga of AB84. An end memoriam. In memoriam of his career. We will, oh, yeah. We'll map it. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. That's like a whole three for three. It's just eight, the the drama-filled offseason and regular season. But it's like one of those things, like... Why do these NFL teams treat him like this like abusive, bad boyfriend? How, how can we can... have the history of it when we don't know when it'll ever be done? And that's the thing, is all these NFL teams are always just... He's an abusive, bad boyfriend. Like, but I can change him. If, we just, if he plays for us, we can change him. And it's so funny because his his tweets are, I'm done. I'm out the NFL. They don't just care playing. about their players. I'm just I'm I'm going back to get my degree. And then his ne- and then the next morning is like, Hey NFL, I'm really sorry. You know, like I really would like to play if somebody wants me to play for them. Like that'd be cool. <laughs> it really is. And sometimes then, it's not even a day. Sometimes it's hours. And then three days hours. later, the Players Association just takes your money and does not care. And you know, like, he got that automatic withdrawal from his account. <laughs> I'm just playing NFL. I did not mean that. <laughs> hey, NFL PA, you'll still, like, represent me when I sue, right? Like, that's cool. <laughs> you racist. Oh, ju- well, ju- just kidding. I'd really like to work for you. Again. We will see what happens. And then Giants over the Redskins and Adrian Peterson, 111 rushing touchdowns, fourth most ever. He's climbing lists as well. He's still be like Frank Gore. He's yeah, never, he's never going to retire. Those two are on teams that they. I, well, I would say Peterson more than Gore on a team where they don't really care about the success. It's where can I finish in these numbers right now? It's a marathon, and they have made it to the end out of hundreds of running backs. 
And I, I think he just wants to keep climbing in the record books because um, where's Adrian Peterson on the rushing yards list? Like sixth. Sixth? Something oh, like yeah. That. So Fifth or sixth. So, you know, he says, I got to finish above Frank Gore. I think I think <laughs> well, he's, that, I I would say Peterson's right now better than Frank Gore is. He might be a couple years younger. Peterson still but, got it, man. Yeah, Peterson's still probably probably top half of the league running back. Right. Oh, and there are days where he throws out that left arm on a defensive back, and he still looks unstoppable because he is just a tank, and it's crazy. He has been. It's been said he has the. The most painful handshake in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Ask his kids. Oh, no, no. Was that too much? <laughs> I was like, which one of us is going to make an insensitive <laughs> joke about this? I'm glad you did it. Because I had him in my head. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it had to be done. It had to be I, done. You know what? I'm so proud of us that we have not talked about Michael Vick. I'm, I'm proud of us. That we, we've not broached that topic. We won't do it. We won't do it. No. You know why? Because it's the Pro Bowl. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and he's already, he already did, he did the time. did his time. He did the time. You know who's done a lot of time, and I'm surprised to see this stat? Russell Wilson just passed Matt Hasselbeck as the Seahawks' leading passing yards quarterback leader. This isn't <laughs> of all time. It's not that surprising. Really? I think I would I saw that, and I said that didn't happen already. No, that, that that is the surprising aspect too. I was thinking that too. Like he should have passed him by now. That was my thought. Well, Hasselbeck's been was there for 10, 10, 12 years. I mean, this is only Russell Guys, Wilson's eighth year. We want the ball and we're gonna score. I just I can't. I have to say that every time I hear his name, I just I have to say it. We want the ball and we're gonna score. We're gonna we're gonna win. Uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna throw that out. That's nice. Congratulations, uh, Danger Russ Wilson. But you lost to the Cardinals. You did that, but the Without more Kyler Murray. the more important thing. Merry New Year. The Beast Mode's back. Did you see the video of him getting out of the Skittle-filled SUV? Shows up, says, "Happy Christmas, Merry New Year," and then like, "I'm ready to work" or something like that, and then leaves. I'm Amazing. just here so I get a check. <laughs> Marshawn is—he's just—he's amazing, and. He is like the good version of what AB is doing, where he's like on and off relationship with the NFL. We're like, I'll play for a while and then I'll stop. That's different though, because that's by choice. And I'll show <laughs> up to the Super Bowl media day and just give the same answer in shades to everybody. I'll I'll curse in a national post game interview because I do not care. Oh. I, will, I will grab the golf cart. Hey, get the gator. Get the gator. Or We're going literally riding. responding to every single question from the media. Yeah. 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 He's got Skittles for every touchdown. Grabbing his crotch, scoring touchdowns. I got Beast Mode. Oh, that's... Oh, Marshawn Lynch. You're my favorite. Marshawn Lynch, yeah. Driving I, in a medical cart and he's in Cal. How like, can you not like him? It's it's hard. It's hard not to like Mark. That's going to be great. What else was great watching the Bears just get stomped by the Chiefs? <laughs> Patrick, Mah- Patrick Mahomes, fastest quarterback ever to 9,000 yards in 30 games. It's surprising, but not surprising. As much as they throw the ball and as much as pass-happy as Andy Reid has been, it is impressive that he's gotten that far, but it's also not super surprising. You know, 9,000 seems like an obscure... 
number, but it is good to know. When you think about yeah. it in two games, or two seasons, I mean, that's a lot of yards. Yeah. Oh, exactly, 30, 30 yeah. games, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, break it down that way, Brandon, and you're right. It's 4,500 And he's still got the playoffs. He's still got, yeah, so, yeah. And that's not even two full seasons. That's, you know, he's uh, still got two weeks before two yeah, full they, seasons. Yeah, never on, mind. 30 games. They'll they'll bench their starters cuz I was wondering if No, all no, the the only team that will not be playing this week is Baltimore. Everyone else has something they, they can, can play still, for. Because they beat the Patriots, they still have a chance to get their seed. Yes. Okay, yeah. The only team that is locked into their spot are the Bills and the Ravens. So yeah, he'll still and the Vikings. They'll be playing this weekend, putting up numbers. <laughs> yeah, they'll be playing. All right. You guys want to do some go pack go and make fun of the Vikings? Also, that screenshot you sent me, I almost I thought it was real until I saw the little watermark that said it was a meme. I was like, because I'm like, there's no way he can be that funny. There's oh, which just one? The, the Tom Brady one talking to Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Like, that has to be fake because there's no <laughs> way he can be that funny. <laughs> no. No, he's not going to roast another quarterback. No, he's too like nice. That. He's too nice on Twitter. There's the quarterback fraternity. But I yeah, would, I would do it. Screw it. Kirk Cousins. Oh, it's a learning curve. And Tom's like, yeah, it's a great learning curve. I know. When I was your age, I only had three rings. <laughs> Got to keep building on it. Go what? pack go. What learning curve, Kirk Cousins? Go what pack go. Learning curve. <laughs> There's no Kirk Cousins talk in go pack go because there was no Kirk Cousins to speak of in this game, unless it's a sideline cam of him getting cussed out by Stephon Diggs. So now, how many times has he been cussed at? Because uh, Thielen did it, and now Diggs did it. How many times has that happened to him? Oh, I think Diggs has done it like probably yeah, every other game. <laughs> at least three times this year. <clears throat> but I saw the Packers not look sure-footed in the first half and in the second half come out with an established game plan and stick to it, play to their strengths, and dominate. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty dominant performance throughout the whole game. I mean, the defense, they allowed like 100 yards in the game. The Vikings only scored on the turnovers, and even on the two turnovers. You give away three. Was it three only, in the first quarter, right? They had uh, in the first. No, not the first quarter. But the first, first possession, the least. first possession, they get the ball inside the 10, and they get a field goal. And then the next possession, they get an interception out of the 20. Kirk Cousins makes an unbelievable throw. In the corner, and that's the only that was about the only play they made the whole game. Right. Like, then they got the ball again and inside the fifty, and they punted it. Right. And and it, that was great to see from the perspective we've kind of come to expect uh, a bend don't break, and sometimes just yeah. let them run over you. Yeah, Packers that was the defense. most dominant defensive performance that the Packers have had, and since probably since Chicago Week One. Right. And Zadarius Smith, three and a half sacks, had an incredible night. The Packers were down 10-9 to at half and then score 14 unanswered to close out the game. It was a very good performance to, against a playoff team with a lot to play for to win your division. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. Uh, and then we have great segments for the week. How about Jake, our XFL expert? Well, uh, the, like I said last week, the, the news is kind of slowing down for the XFL as they get prepared for the season. Uh, they officially wrapped some mini camps for Christmas. They're going to be coming back again before the season starts. Uh, I have to. I was trying to Google this real fast because uh, the, the, we've had our first transaction. Trans, trans, trade is what I meant to say. 
transaction. I'm all over the place today. But uh, we had our first XFL trade between, I, I want to say, the Battlehawks and the Renegades. So, you know, trades are happening. Which I think it's silly to have a trade right now when you haven't had on-the-field action. Kind of seems a little weird. Right. But it is what it is. Maybe they just saw something in, in, in training camp that they didn't really like, and they made some changes there. But, uh, yeah, we're 45 days away, gentlemen, as of this recording. So 45 days away from the XFL season. I'm still working out plans on which game I want to go to. I originally was going to go to Dallas and go to watch that when, they, when the Renegades take on the Vipers, and then I found out, oh, that's in Tampa. <laughs> that game is not in Dallas, and they only play each other once. So that's not going to happen. But uh, I'm working on it. I suggested St. Louis, but you guys were like, I don't want to go to St. Louis. So I guess we won't do that. Would you guys go to a Dallas game? That's like in Texas? Yes. Where else would we go? In Florida? There's no neutral sites? What are you talking about? New- St. Louis is probably the closest. And then Dallas. But I don't think flying to Dallas would be that expensive. Sorry, my internet's being slow. I'm trying to pull up. Uh, so there's been a tr- the trade happened between the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades. The Battlehawks got receiver Keith Mumphrey from Dallas, and they gave away linebacker Marcus Jones. So the first trade of the XFL. That's what that was. Uh, I'm just saying, you two, you have virgin four- trade. <laughs> now everything's changed. You two have 45 days. 45 days to pick a, a team. Because you can't do it after the season starts. I don't know. That feels like you, you're going to jump on the bandwagon. I want to pick a team based on play style. Quarterback pick, pick, play. Just take the Dragons. You know how much you love yeah, their Yeah, I do want to wanna be a Seattle Dragons fan. We could uh, fly out to Seattle and go watch a Dragons game. Just might. The ticket itself would be more expensive than going to the game. Oh, yeah, the game is probably like 30 bucks. I've never been to Seattle. I always wanted to go. I have. It's cool. So that's been your XFL? Yeah, that was your your XFL expert update. On to fraud of the week. I'd love to start. Oh, yeah. There's only one fraud. The biggest fraud. Uh, No, I think you could say, you know what? I'm, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Sheep. Of the week. <laughs> Sheep of the week. Arthur Blank. Fraud of the week. Dan Quinn. <laughs> so fraudulent. He's able to keep his job as Falcons head coach. If you are the coach of the team that lost the 28-3 Super Bowl, it's not Super Bowl 51. It's the 28-3 Super Bowl. Right. You don't deserve a job. I feel like <laughs> this is all because... Arthur Blank just, when he needs to make a decision, he goes and stares at the gigantic canvas photo on the wall of him standing on the Falcons' sideline in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. And he looks at it and he says, would that Arthur Blank do this? (laughs) And he's super super nostalgic about Dan Quinn. And he says, no, we got to run it back one more time, partner. And then he checks his his, uh, bracelet, WWE. ABD. What would <laughs> Arthur Blank do? <laughs> he wants to be a new Definitely Arthur not Blank. Antonio Brown. An Arthur Blank that doesn't go on the field until after the game is over. <laughs> and he's going to give Dan uh, Quinn one more shot. 
build a new stadium for no reason. Fraud. Fraud. Big yeah. fraud. I got my fraud because uh, I've been talking trash on them already. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes <laughs> are a fraud. No, actually. Uh, no, yeah, I'll stick with that. The Miami Hurricanes are a fraud. You lost 14 to nothing in the Independence Bowl. You against got goose-egged. Louisiana Tech in a bowl game. I mean, this is this is this should be a fanfare, you know, a at celebration one point, of both teams. At one point, played three quarterbacks and couldn't produce a single point, including the legendary Tate Martell. Well traveled. Well traveled. Do you think he's yeah, he's got to transfer at this point? Just got to keep it up. Tra- no. Tate. You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna get on last chance you, and then he's gonna get his opportunity somewhere. That, he that's needs to go to happen. Oakland for last chance you. Yeah, there you go. Brandon, do you have a fraud this week? Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah. Is he really a fraud? Yeah, though? I like it. Yeah, I mean he was a top ten quarterback all you know the last twelve weeks, and then he comes out and chokes no hard no twice on Monday at night. Home. I mean, oh and nine, just on Monday night. It was bad. <laughs> Plain and simple. There's not much to even talk about. I mean, he was just bad. Yeah, I would. I would just say that the Minnesota Vikings in general are frauds. Yeah, nah, I, I wouldn't lean it all on Minnesota know, because they don't have Dalvin Cook. But yeah. they got Thielen back. They had Thielen and Diggs, and Kirk Cousins doesn't less than 100 yards passing. Yeah, they still they mic'd up Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> These have yeah, they have too much talent to. Only put up ten points, and in the just the first half, you really do to be on, shut on out. The both second sides half. of the ball, Danielle Hunter is scare is scary in the way that uh, Leonard Floyd scares me. Xavier like a, Rhodes, a six foot six dude with arms that reach down to his knees that just can grab you from behind. Like he is the next level type of pass rusher, and he's incredible. And then on the back end, uh, Rhodes, uh, who oh, they said some horrible stat, like. 70-something of 80-something attempted first-yard passes against him have been completed. <laughs> Something bad like that. But Harrison Smith as well, I expected a little more from the Vikings, a little more bite, a little more in the second half, and there was nothing there. So fraudulent. Fraud! To our NBA, it's going to be on court this week because we had Christmas or Christmas Day games. I, 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 can I add to this? Yes, please. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish with your uh, <laughs> your on court stuff, but I I disagree. I think there there was a big off court moment, and that is that we're getting a docu series about the '90s Bulls. Oh yeah. So it wasn't clear. I'm. Is this about the '98 season? I think it's about the final. It says the season. last dance. I'm, so yeah, it might be the because all of the clips look like this is when they're at the height. This is the last one. This is the yeah. fanfare, you know, because Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan at that point. Have you seen you Have you seen the trailer for this, Brandon? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be interesting to watch. I haven't seen a lot on Michael Jordan. There's I'm, there's not much out there. He doesn't really do interviews. And stuff. So. No, he's he has. Well, I think I he did a very good job business wise of controlling his image, and everyone else talked for him. Everyone else said Mike six and zero. Nobody's better than Mike. Mike's the goat. I'm pretty sure he was. Was he the first athlete to have the acronym GOAT used for him? I don't know if he was the first. I think it might have been Michael. Michael Jordan might have been the first athlete. I'm goat. not the first, but I'm the first to hear me say it. <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan called the first GOAT athlete. Uh, but anyway, but he, I'm very excited for the yes. l- this the last dance because 
did you guys see the ESPN produced OJ docuseries? Oh yeah, it was great. It was outstanding. And so I have high expectations for this because of the OJ and because of everybody they talk to, because that's a big part of the promo is all the people that sit in the chair. Even Obama. Obama, Oprah. JT. And then, yeah, Justin Timberlake. And then Isaiah Thomas is going <laughs> to sit in that chair and talk trash on all the bulls and tell you everything he hates about Michael and Scotty. And then Scotty's going to sit down and say, Why'd you let that little punk in here? <laughs> and it's going to be great to know they cannot be friends 30 years after the fact. Oh, and, uh, you know, of course, we got Steve Kerr there. So that, the fact that it's a docuseries, I feel like they're going to kind of elaborate more on the decade of dominance for the Bulls. I think a big chunk of it's going to be the end of it. But I just feel like they could have just put it in one movie if they were right. just doing the... Right. It might be um, one episode of the first three, one episode of him gone, and then two, and then four episodes of The Last Dance. Mm. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but I'm very excited for this. Anyway, we had basketball. We had good basketball on. Um, Lakers lose again. Ooh. Ooh. LA's team. Yeah, LA's team, the Clips. <laughs> Pat Beverly. Um, LeBron must feel super emasculated after he gets locked down by Pat Beverly, who goes and daps up Steve Ballmer. <laughs> Have you seen that video? There's there's Patrick Beverly like on the court barking, you know, has he's just yelling inappropriate things. <laughs> and he just goes and daps up Steve Ballmer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, boy. It's so out of place. <laughs> But Clips looked great. Um, in other news, you know, Celtics won. Um, whoop, whoop. Philadelphia looked very, very dangerous. Yeah, they made threes for once. They, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, had eight, they made 21 yeah, threes. 18 they, by some point. Yeah. You can't beat a team when they make that many shots. And Milwaukee made it a game. Like, that's how good Milwaukee is. Right. I was uh, there's a point in the third quarter they're down by like 21 and Brooke Lopez is like give me the ball and he takes like three straight shots hits two threes and makes a layup and man he's trying and they just can't get shots because boom another three yeah I mean when when the team makes 21 threes it, you yeah. can you can't win right like it's just that's just hard to beat and the ratings problem seemed to be fixed for these games um, all of them I believe all of them had over 2.5. But I know the lowest was um, the Nuggets Pelicans, which was well, to be started expected. started at 10 o'clock. Yeah, so. exactly. And they're like, yeah, isn't there like six games or something? But, yeah, but five. Warriors five. upset Houston, which was a nice touch as well. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I, yeah, nothing against Russell or uh, James Harden, but I just, I just, I, I think it's funny when they lose. Especially to a team like the Warriors, who aren't the Warriors that we know or we're used to knowing from the past few years. I don't know. I it's just funny to me, but uh, good for the NBA. You know, NFL has got Thanksgiving, NBA's got Christmas. That's just that's just how it works. Although none of my family really watch basketball, so we <laughs> so we're not a part of that two point five. I know you are though, Paul. Yeah, dude. I know your Timberwolves weren't on. <laughs> No, I like what Brandon said. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be a Bucks fan because Bucks and Bucks, it just it just works, you know. Well, we're on to the Fab Five. 
Cue that music. Thank you, Jake. I don't know why I yelled it like that, but Paul, uh, are you gonna do the bowl games? Or are you gonna do NFL? So here's what we're doing here. We're 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 doing bets. We're doing bets. We're doing five five great bets. That is the premise of the segment. Yes. <laughs> so last week I was three and one with one push. You know I had Texans by three. So I'm gonna count that as neither. Because I'd get my money back. We were three and one. And here's. Oh, brush right past. Yeah, we're just going to. So technically three and two, but yeah, that's my first push all season, which I'm actually very surprised at. I bet a lot of half point games. I was going to say most bets are halves. Exactly. Yeah. But here I'm going with two college games, three pros. But here's the deal the semis. I'm exactly 41 and 41. Right now, this is the week. It comes down to this: if we're if we're in the green, we're still gonna red. We'll do some playoffs, but this is this is the regular season. This is it. it. And these NFL games are gonna be so wonky with who's giving up and who's playing starters and who pulls starters. It is nice to have some college football playoffs. We're gonna start there. Clemson minus two against Ohio State. Take that money for the Tigers. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think about that, boys? Because I, like I like pick-up. Clemson here. I feel like it's a Clemson's pick-up. favored by two. Clemson, yeah, Clemson minus two against Ohio State. Well, I if with a line that small, I would take Ohio State because did you know that they they put it up on a graphic at the Quick Lane Bowl last night? Because that's what's so funny about ESPN is like, all right, we have a contract to show these other bowl games. But we really know these are the ones you want to watch. So they always pull up stats <laughs> on the playoff games. Ohio State has I, I, I want to say I think it was they their point differential was on average I want to say thirty eight points. That's the number one in the country, and then number two is Clemson with their win point differential by like thirty six or something. Yeah, which I is, bet that's why this is so even because the other game. I don't know if you've seen. It's a big one. LSU's favored by 13 and a half. Whoa, really? Yeah. I thought it was like six or seven. I didn't know it was that big. Call me a boomer because give me the Sooners <laughs> plus 13 and a half. Are you kidding? Like, I'm not even. That's, that's, that's that not doesn't, even a That doesn't even like affect my prediction of who I think is going to yeah, win the game. This LSU, is just, yeah, yeah. Even this, if the, I, I do not think that Jalen Hurts will lose this game by 14. I In a situation with. The Clemson thing, I know Ohio State. I would burst because I think it's pretty much a pick 'em. I would take Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to win that game. But yeah, take the money if you're, if you're. Well, I don't know because Oklahoma got trucked by Alabama. They scored a lot of points at the end, but it, it was still like a double digit loss. So that is a, I don't know. But 13 and a half, that seems a lot. What do you think, Brandon? That's so steep. OU plus 13 and a half. I mean, it's hard not to think it's going to be a close game, but. LSU puts up a lot of points. Right. They can run you out quick. But Jalen knows how to beat LSU. So just think about that. I mean, he's he's in the gym after every game. He's in the gym. He's played would, in the stadium a lot. I would expect it to be within, within 10 points. But Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel could like also you see take LSU the putting up 21 points in the fourth quarter and sealing it, you know, sealing it right there. And that's the thing I'm thinking about, too, is like Alabama last year where they scored 28 points in the first quarter before – 
Oklahoma could even think. So I I don't know. I, but I, I I take the money, man. I take Oklahoma in this. Give me that money. Give me that money. Yeah, and then on to the NFL for an over. I'm taking Green Bay, Detroit with 43 this week. Lions probably aren't going to put up a lot of points. Packers can. They're playing for something important. So I think this game actually has a little more scoring than some others this week. Over 43. For my winners, Colts pl- minus three and a half against the Jaguars. Jaguars have given up hard. They got rid of Tom Coughlin. They got rid of Coughlin, which actually might make the players happier. Uh, but the Colts are playing for something. Not the playoffs, but they're playing to get themselves higher in their division final standings, you know, affecting their record and everything else for next year. So I'm taking the Colts minus three and a half. That field goal could get me, though. Yeah, I've been a Terry's been up and down this And year. then the night game, the one that matters, San Francisco at the 12th man, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle plus three. Take the Hawks at home. Come on. <laughs> Take the, the 12th money. man. And it's a field goal. That's yes. all you need. I would agree with that. But I mean, they're underdogs, so. I don't know about you. I trust uh, Jimmy G, so I, I, I wouldn't. I would not bet. No, I'm kidding. I'd take, I would take the Seahawks. Come on. It's the Hawks. It's home. Chance to, to knock a, a rival down to the fifth seed. Come on. Nope. No. I said go. I said you took the, the Seahawks. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were saying take the 49ers. No, I was... What? This is what happens when we record in the middle of the day. This is me moving on to primetime picks. Look... how I was 5-0 and last week. That's what that was. And Brandon was 5-0. and 5-0 as well. Yes. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I can't catch him. I've been waiting for this for like four weeks now. <laughs> to hit the 5-0? Yes. What, what, what did I do? Uh, Jake, you were 3-2. You, you and two, were three and two. Yes. Hey, consistent. Yes, yes. <laughs> you think you're one or two behind the listeners, and I'm two behind Brandon. And final week of primetime picks, as we see it, we'll probably switch it up for next week, keep it going through the final pick of the Super Bowl. First game, Ravens hosting the Steelers. And this game is Steelers by favored by two because Ravens are not playing Jackson or Ingram for sure. Yeah, because of that, I'm going to have to change my pick because I didn't even think about this. I'm going to, I'll take the Steelers mostly because the Ravens are, they're not playing their starters. They, they, they what, what would be the point other than to be petty and rubbing in against a rival? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Steelers will. I think the Steelers will win as well. I mean, they're playing for a playoff spot. They just need, they just need Houston to win against Tennessee, and they get their win. So I would, I would, I think Pittsburgh will, Pittsburgh will be playing hard, and they'll get the win. Thank you, Brandon. And we are going chalk on the first one. I'll take the Steelers as well. As much as I've been on the Ravens, I think the Steelers are playing for more in Baltimore's. Going to coast this week, but that could come back to bite you in the butt because they do have a bye next week as well. Moving on to another game of local implications, Bears at Vikings. And Brandon, first for this one. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Vikings over the Bears. I don't really have a reason. (laughs) 
Well, the, the Vikings Vi- need to get something going before the playoffs start. They, say, need to, they need to build something. I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to be playing again, yeah. so it'll be tough. But I was going to say, didn't they clinch? Yeah, they have. They have. They're in the playoffs. They're the right. sixth seed. So. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. And I and I think it's a, it's a similar thing. They need to get back on track and get momentum after that terrible display against the Packers. I'm going to take the Bears because I think that they're going to play for Nagy. And he's going to say, guys, I won't keep my job next year if we keep this up. And they, I think they're going to play well. Final game of the year. Chicago always cares. They never give up, right? <laughs> Titans at Texans. AFC South for some seeding changes possible. And I am going to, you know, I am going to roll with the Texans this week. Could be risky because they are known for choking this time of the year, and the Titans have been hot. How about you, Jake? I agree. I will take the Texans for the same, uh, pretty much the same reasons you just laid out. Plus, J.J. Watt's back this week, pretty sure. I think he'll, is he suiting? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, he I, practiced this week. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's going to play. He's going to play. I'm not sure why smoke he played this week and not next week. But. It's a smoke screen. Yeah, it, it, better seating. <laughs> well, they they need the Chiefs to lose. Like they would need a lot to move up. They're yeah. most likely going to be taking on the Bills at I, home. But I really don't get playing him either. But hey, man. I think I think that the the Texans will probably win as well. I think that they need to get going. They played pretty. I thought they played pretty bad last week. Deshaun Watson had no touch. Like. They need to they need to get get rolling before the playoffs start again, as well. Our fourth game is who wins the NFC East. I wanted to put that instead of do the Eagles win and do the Cowboys win, you know, and having those implications. We're just gonna have a straight up who wins the East. The Eagles, if they win their game, they win. If they lose and the Cowboys win, then the Cowboys are in. So. Back to Brandon. Who's going to win the East? Yeah, I like the Eagles. I think the Eagles will take care of business against the Giants. At the Giants. And clinch just just like that. I mean, it's. I think it's written in stone. The, the Cowboys are done. They, they, they... Giants put up 41 last week. Yeah, but... My... <laughs> It's just, yeah, the Cowboys are done. I think the Eagles will win the division. And the, re- the reason I say that is just, there's just too much turmoil. And eventually that's going to catch up to a team. And I think it's caught up to the Cowboys. I am going to take the Cowboys uh, because I think the Giants can hopefully play well at home. You're just trying to be contrarian. I am being a little contrarian here, but I just, no matter, here's, how about this? No matter what, both of these teams could um, beat the Vikings next week. They get the loser of the NFC if, West battle. Okay, see, then that makes it not as fun because no, yeah. I wanted the week we're going to complain about the NFC East winner, and then I think the Vikings are the the vulnerable team on the, the right. Vikings, the winner of this, the, the winner of the NFC East will get either the loser of the San Francisco Seattle game. Yeah, so correct because it's four, five. five. Yep, That's but that, that doesn't help my narrative. <laughs> Sorry, but your narrative is going to happen. Correct. Which how did unfortunately how did. Well, I guess because they're not a division winner. I was wondering how Minnesota got a lower seed than, say, the Eagles or the Cowboys, but it's because they're not a division winner. Right. Yep. So. 
And on to the fifth final night game, final regular season game of the year. We have 49ers at Seattle. Seattle three-point dog at home, and I like the Hawks. Come on, Seahawks. I would agree. I would agree. You're taking the Hawks, too? I'm, t- I'm taking the Hawks just because I want them to win. <laughs> I don't know if they will win. Because that puts the Packers yeah. in the one seed. I want Seattle to win. win. and Seattle wins. I, I got my wish last week that one of them lost. Well, Merry Christmas. It wasn't who I thought. We make a joke that nobody wants to win the NFC East. Nobody wants to win the NFC West. No, what? Because when they're twelve and three, no, no, they're good. But it's like whenever there's an opportunity for the other one to get the advantage, they lose to Arizona. The, yes, or they, they lose, both have lost. Or Arizona. they lose, or or they lose to Atlanta, or so, yeah. you know something wonky oh. like that. It was what I'm saying. Right. Like when they have a chance to take a, a substantial lead, they fumble and let the other team get the advantage. So it seems like nobody wants to win the NFC West. But yeah, I would take the, the the Seahawks as well. I just think, you know, Russell Wilson, he's just been putting together an amazing season. And the fact that they went and got beast mode for, you know, this 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 uh scenario, I got to take the Hawks. Plus 3, get that money. Well, we all got the Hawks there and this has been a, a great regular season to recap with you guys. We got awesome college football with a lot of local talk coming next week along with the final seeding for the playoffs, which we'll have as well as some preview of that. So for Jake Williams and Brandon Plecker, I'm Paul Rubidoux. This was the Loud Sports Podcast.